Welcome back to Round the Cauldron, where we talk theology, philosophy, and everyday life as a modern witch. Today, I have a special guest on the show. I am speaking with Sebastian Soul from the Affirmation to Manifestation podcast. He is here today to speak about the law of attraction and how he uses it in his life. So if you're ready to hop into the show, grab some coffee, pull up a seat, and join me around the cauldron. Hello, Sebastian. Thank you for joining me today. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So do you want to give a little bit of background about who you are, what do you do, and um, how you... uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. So maybe I give you a little bit of a background because today we're talking about the law of attraction, um, how I actually got into this, you can say, into this whole spiritual realm and into the law of attraction. Um, For me, I was always a very depressed and shy person. Um, I actually have a congenital heart defect and I had several heart surgeries, my last one with 13. And I also had from this time, because I had my first heart surgery when I was a little baby, basically, um, I carried a lot of trauma, but I never knew that I carried this this trauma. Um, it was always just, I was acting from trauma, but I always thought like, oh, what's wrong with me? What's going on? I don't know. Why am I doing these things? And I then had... Let's say it like this, in my family, I had a very spiritual person, one of my relatives, who always guided me a little bit on this spiritual path. And I was very resistant (laughs) because for a very long time, I believed that everyone who's spiritual has a screw loose and that the law of attraction doesn't work and it's all one big BS show. So I was the most anti-spiritual person you can possibly imagine. And for me, I then when I reached a really, really, uh, yeah, you can say really low, low point in my life, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. where I had some kind of spiritual awakening that was the result of a complete breakdown, of a complete, yeah, of a moment where I had so much pain that I just said, okay, I'm going to let go, whatever happens, happens. And in this time, I had my first spiritual awakening where I first felt like this incredible feeling of love surrounding me, which I had never felt before. And... That was then this time because of this breakdown where I had to recover from several sicknesses. Like I had everything, eye infection, throat infection, you name it, just Mm -hmm. everything. And I was just lying in bed all the time. And again, cursing the world, going, why is this happening to me? Why, why, why? Until for some reason, YouTube recommended to me um, an Abraham Hicks video. I don't know if you're familiar with Abraham Hicks. Mm, I've heard the name, but I, I okay. don't think I've watched any of their videos. It's basically Esther Hicks is chan- channeling this entity, which is called Abraham. And at first I also thought like, oh, why is this woman called Abraham? What is this about? And it was really crazy for me because I watched it and I thought to myself, that can't be true. Come on. I mean, what's that about? And for some reason, I just continued to watch it. And I continued to watch it one video after another because I was just lying in bed. I had nothing better to do, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just recovering from all these sicknesses. And then I thought to myself, okay, as the analytical German that I am, I need to test that. And I also need to find out if it actually works. And the easiest way for me to test it, what I thought was to test it with um, manifesting more money. Mm -hmm. Because I was always struggling with, yeah, with money, basically. I had several businesses, but I never made more than $2,000 a month ever. 
And then I thought to myself, okay, if this whole thing works, I mean, I have nothing to lose. I don't really believe in it, but uh, why not? Let's just give it a shot. And what I then did was to start with this simple manifestation and I had incredible results with it. And I was like, holy moly, how is that possible? Mm-hmm. And then I basically went from there in all area, in all other areas of my life. And this then, yeah, this changed my life basically, because I went from depressed, from never making any money to being happy with myself, being in love with myself, making enough money, more money than I could ever imagine before. And yeah, even though I didn't believe in it in the first place. So that's basically a little bit of my story. Well, that's an intense story. I mean, after going through all of that, as you said, trauma from such a young age, and then you found the law of attraction through YouTube. I mean, that's, in my view, I would see that as a synchronicity, especially if you weren't searching for anything similar um, exactly. on that's YouTube before for like thing. the algorithm to suggest it to you, because we all know how those algorithms work. That's the crazy thing. I didn't. And that's the that's the thing that I still don't can wrap my head around. Exactly in this moment, like where I was at my lowest, basically, mm-hmm. after the spiritual awakening, I, I, I didn't search anything with law of attraction, nothing. And then this video popped up and I was like, huh? And for some reason, it just popped up basically in the sidebar. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, you just ignore these videos that come up there. But I was like, okay, click. And that's how it happened. That's so crazy to me. So can you define for myself and for anyone listening, what exactly the law of attraction is? Um, because I, I did ask in my Discord community and some people were like, yeah, I kind of know about it. And some people were like, I have no idea. And they are actually really looking forward to listening to me speak with you because they have no idea what it is. Okay. Um, of course, there are thousands of definitions, and I think every coach and teacher says something different. But for me, the law of attraction is, as the law already says, you attract something with your vibration. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of people get wrong is this idea of you attract what you want, but that's not the case. Because if I say to myself, I want to be rich, but if I feel poor, then I'm not a vibrational match to it. So I believe in not ask and you receive, but feel and you receive and be and you receive. It's basically, you can see it just when you're dialing to a certain radio station. You have to match this frequency, the exact frequency of that radio station so that you get it. Okay, that makes sense. So if you, for example, let's say you want to, let's just use it as an example, you want to manifest more money. And you say, I want more money. But at the same time, you feel poor. And you look at rich people and say, look at these greedy bastards with their Lamborghinis. And you basically have this mindset. And then you you remember the voice of your mother who always used to say, money doesn't grow on trees. You have to work hard for it. And all these things. And then you say, yeah, but why does the law of attraction not work for me? It works. Because you are on a, such a frequency and such a vibration that you cannot be a vibrational match to it. But what if you, for example, say, okay, I'm going to change my beliefs about money. I'm going to maybe start with a simple Google search of rich people who are altruistic, who give a lot of money so that you can change your mindset about what rich people are or what rich people are supposed to be. 
That's, for example, something that inspired me a lot on my journey. One of my best friends, um, who's actually retired and a very successful man, he showed me for the first time, like, hey, rich people can be extremely nice. And it starts with these little beliefs and then working on yourself and saying, okay, how do I have to feel? That That's a good question, actually, always. How do I have to feel to attract the thing that I want to attract? That's a tough question. Even if you're just sitting back and just thinking about it, it's it's tough. Like for me, I guess it would kind of be difficult because of um, my mental illness and sometimes the fact that I cannot always control how or what I'm feeling. So what would you say to someone like me? We'll just keep using myself as an example, who has... Um, major depressive disorder or anxiety or OCD with intrusive thoughts and things that just will make me feel one way or another for no particular reason. That's an interesting topic. And I have a certain opinion on that. And I also want to share somebody who did a lot of research in that area with you. You might feel a little bit offended when I say my opinion, but I hope uh, you respect me saying my opinion okay. because I suffered from depression for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. And in, especially also because of the trauma I went through because of always feeling insecure. I mean, I have huge scars on my body and I was always looking in the mirror and going like, oh, nobody wants this ugly, whatever I called myself. At some point I called myself basically Frankenstein because I was so in self-hate with myself. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to these, especially when it comes to mental illness, at least my thought on it, often we act according to our mental illness because we label ourselves. We say we are depressed or we are this, we are that, we have anxiety or I have anxiety. And what that does is it reaffirms it. And I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm, maybe. You will love the name the sounds book. familiar. You will love the book You Are the Placebo because there he actually shows a study of people who suffered from depression for their whole life, also who were clinically yeah, proven, you can say, that they have depression, who thought it's like this, yeah, this thing that they have to deal with for the rest of their life. And it was this chemical imbalance. But through meditation and through changing their emotions by visualizing a certain future, how you want to be in this future, which is basically exactly you reaching this vibration, they were able to cure that depression that they suffered from for their whole life in a couple of weeks. And I've seen those things over and over again. And my opinion is really, I mean, I'm not against medicine, don't get me wrong. Right. But just like this idea that we label ourselves, to give you an example from my life, because of my heart condition, I was always told from a young age that I have to be very, very careful because otherwise in winter you will get sick. And I always got sick every winter because I labeled myself as somebody with a weak immune system. And then I matched the vibration of being somebody with a weak immune system. Nowadays that I changed my emotional state and that I'm on the frequency of somebody who's healthy, I didn't get sick anymore. And that's actually something which I think will be very interesting for your listeners, but also especially for you. Um, and I'm not affiliated with Dr. Joe Dispenza, so just to make that clear. Mm -hmm. But he actually proved that through these exercises, or in, in his case, these meditations, these guided meditations, where you basically 
see a future of how you want to be, which is then matching that vibration, that you can not only lengthen your life, strengthen your immune system. They, they made a scientific study where they observed people who did these meditations, I think just for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, and their immune response went up 50%. And in the, in the case of in the case of the people who suffered from depression, um, their brain chemi chemicals were altered, so they didn't need any medication anymore. The depression was completely healed. And for me, the reason why I often mention Dr. Joe Dispenza also in my own podcast is because I'm, like I said, a very analytical German person. Mm -hmm. I believe in science. And he always explains basically law of attraction, spirituality with this scientific background so that you can actually see, hey, this really works. It's not just some mumbo jumbo, but it really, really works. And yeah, I can highly recommend anyone who suffers from depression to actually read that book, You Are the Placebo from Dr. Joe Dispenza, because you really are the placebo. Mm -hmm. And even though he also doesn't agree with everything when it comes to the law of attraction, um, but I think it's an amazing bridge where you can see between science and between um, spirituality. And I truly believe that a lot of times when it comes, no matter if it's with money or with health, mental health, that it's often just a story that we tell ourselves. When a doctor says, um, you have this, you have that, we automatically, our subconscious mind accepts it. And by accepting it, we are then in this vibration. Mm. And by being in this vibration, we then accept it. I mean, from Dr. Joe, there are like crazy things with healing cancer and all this kind of stuff, which is just mind blowing. Um, but when it just comes from a law of attraction point, like I said, I suffered from that. I suffered from social anxiety. I had all these things. Yeah, I'll have to check it to out. I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm very skeptical on the whole healing mental illness and all of the, the let's just heal everything because that's good. It's Be just in my nature, that's... I guess, but it's hard for me to reconcile like the, the OCD part of my brain because I am constantly bombarded with intrusive thoughts that are characteristic to OCD. They are not very nice um, and they are normally things about causing harm to either myself or to other people or along those lines because it's just characteristic of what it was. Now, I can understand, you know, getting a diagnosis and then your subconscious mind, as you said, sort of clinging to that diagnosis. But for some people, I think it is hopeful and um, like a, a release of pressure because for me for the longest time it was just like I don't know like as you were saying I don't know what's wrong with me and don't know why these things are happening and you know am I a horrible person for thinking all of these things but I have no control over them so when I got the diagnosis and I finally knew what it was and knew really how to navigate it it was more hopeful in a sense. So I'll, I'll look into the book, but I am very skeptical about it just from my that's, own that's, personal that's experience. To that's totally fine. Don't worry. I was also, <clears throat> like I said, when I started my journey, I was skeptical of everything. Mm -hmm. um, I just thought I shared with you because it might help you in the long run. I mean, yeah, no, I totally see. appreciate just check, it. Just check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to get that another perspective, even if it makes me kind of uncomfortable. I always have something to learn from someone else. Um, so I do want to ask you how you 
use the law of attraction in particular? Do you have, like, is there a specific method or is it just something that you learned and now it comes second nature? And I want to give, I want to give my listeners sort of a a peek into how you use it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Does it become second nature? I would say yes at some point, but I Mm -hmm. still use my manifestation process every day. Okay. Like I'm, I'm all about consistency. I, I always compare manifesting with going to the gym. If you just go once, you can't change your body. But if you do it every single day for three years, then things will change dramatically. And the same is true with the law of attraction. So what I do is in the morning, I start with a meditation and I actually use the meditations from Dr. Joe Dispenza, um, like a morning meditation where he basically guides me to see my future the future that I want to have. And I then really feel myself into that future, see it completely, see myself in these pictures and feel it. Like I truly believe it's all about the feelings, all about the emotions that you become this vibrational match. And when you start with a process like that, in the beginning, it will feel so strange. Mm -hmm. Like your body wants to get up and you're like, who am I kidding? I'm not this person or what's going on here. But then after a while you become this person and then these things show up in your life. And what I also do in the morning and also every evening is to use my affirmations. I have certain affirmations for every area of my life. For example, for business and money, mm-hmm. love and relationship, and health and well-being, you can say. Those are like those two, or health and self-love, I think that's how I called it. Like those two okay. areas. And I always have a certain way of writing affirmations, which I think is very effective. And if you want, I can also share it with your audience. Yeah, go ahead. Um, because most affirmations that I always, how uh, what I saw how people write affirmations, it's always just, I am thankful that I am rich. I am thankful that I am this, or I am rich and wealthy. And I thought to myself, hmm, but that's strange because whenever I look at these affirmations, first of all, I don't feel anything because it's just, for example, when somebody says, I feel abundant, what does it mean for you? Like, it's not really personal. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that happened to me is my subconscious mind tried to try to accept this, this fact that I saw in the affirmation, but my conscious mind was always telling me, no, you're not, no, you're not, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For example, like, like I, when, when it was like, I'm rich and wealthy, no, you're not, no, you're not, because you're broke, basically. <laughs> right, like pushing and pulling on each other. Exactly. And what I then did, what, what I came up with was to use confirmations in the affirmation. So you confirm either that you have already done something similar or that other people have done what you want to achieve. So that you confirm to your conscious mind that it's actually possible. Because I think what held, what holds a lot of people back from manifesting their dreams is they think that it's just a dream. It can't be possible. Mm-hmm. And then they don't believe it. And then they can't feel it. And then they can't receive it. Okay. So what, um, yeah. Can you give an example of that? Like by yep. what you mean by <laughs> confirming it? Uh-huh. For example, when I say um, I'm rich and wealthy or I love the fact that I'm rich and wealthy, or let's let's use a very simple example. When I started out with my manifestation, I wanted to manifest a certain amount of dollars every month as my income. Okay. So let's just take as an example, um, I'm thankful that I make more than $3,000 a month. That's the first part of the affirmation. Okay. And that would be the part of the affirmation or for a lot of people, that would be the full affirmation, let's say like this. And for me, I then always put a confirmation with because. Because 
And then I, for example, either confirm it with other people. So I look online who else makes a lot of money with similar business ideas or similar business structures or similar products because this and this person has already done it. For okay. example, and this confirms to myself, okay, I'm just a human being. They are a human being. I can do it. Or another example, if there was a time in the past when you used to make more money, but now you don't, and you confirm to yourself that it's already possible because you've already done it, which you have. It's just that some so many people forget that. I mean, I had Skype coaching clients who wanted to manifest things. And then suddenly they had this epiphany and they were like, oh, yeah, actually, I mean, Years ago, I actually had that. For example, when you want to manifest a, um, a loving relationship and you're in such a bad place where you say, oh, I don't deserve love. Oh, I don't love myself. And then, of course, you can't attract love. Right. Um, that's, that's, for example, why I believe why there's always this attraction between people who stay in an abusive relationship and people who are abused and uh, sorry, people who abuse in a relationship. It's a vibrational match. It sounds terrible, but... If you are in a certain vibration of love, you will only attract these loving people. It's at least what I believe from my experience. Mm -hmm. And if you then confirm to yourself with this affirmation, I was because I was already able to attract that. Maybe if it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever it might be, maybe your first love in high school, but just that you confirm to yourself, it is actually possible. I am a lovable person. And these confirmations help you or in my experience and with my coaching clients help the conscious mind to accept the new belief that you want your subconscious that you basically train your subconscious mind to accept so the, the conscious mind no longer blocks the subconscious mind from accepting it that makes sense it, it, like you're you're tricking your conscious mind into thinking hey exactly. <laughs> it's already been done before by either me or somebody else so sort of like exactly. get out of the way and let the subconscious do the work Exactly. I always, okay. I always say to my coaching clients, unless you are like Elon Musk and you want to fly to Mars, everything has been done. <laughs> I don't yeah, know where he I takes mean, his confirmation, but <laughs> I mean, unless you want to do that, yeah. it's done. <laughs> that's, that's a good thing to remember. Um, so what then does the law of attraction mean to you specifically? Like, do you have a very specific definition? Does it have specific parameters for you? Do you have ideas of maybe who it can benefit and who shouldn't use the law of attraction? That's a good question. Um, I mean, from the definition, like I said before, I think it is all about feeling that you become a vibrational match to that frequency of what you want to attract. And the easiest example in this case would be, I think, if you want to attract a loving relationship, because then when you create these feelings of love, then you can be a vibrational match to it. Um, but it's also interesting when you said, should somebody not use the law of attraction? Mm -hmm. I think the most important thing before you use the law of attraction is to raise your vibration so that you are in a better state. Because when you are in this state, to take this example before with attracting money, Mm -hmm. and you then feel poor and you feel helpless and you feel unworthy. And then, of course, the law of attraction doesn't work for you, but against you. I always say the law of attraction always works, no matter if it's good or if it's bad. It's up to you. 
And if you're then in this really, really bad mood and you try to manifest it and you go like, I want more money, I want it, it has to come. And you then get into this vicious cycle that because your vibration is so low, you manifest the opposite. And then you get even more frustrated and more bitter and even more down this negative spiral. Then you really have to say, okay, stop. Um, let me let me check in on myself, basically. Let's see what's going on here. Mm -hmm. How can I find a way to raise my vibration? And raising your vibration is just another way of saying getting in a better mood. And sometimes it can be so, so simple things that a lot of people know how to do. We just don't do it because we are so addicted to these negative emotions. For example, I still remember when I started my journey of healing, I also worked with a therapist mm -hmm. and she gave me this tip. Whenever I, whenever I go in a re really bad mood, immediately snap myself out of it and watch a funny comedy movie. Uh, sorry, not movie, but a comedy clip. For example, I love this forum Reddit. Mm -hmm. And I always go to Reddit funny where they have these funny clips. And then there's another weird exercise, which also sounds stupid. When you take a pencil, for example, and you bite on it and you smile, it's not just that your emotions, yeah, like basically you force yourself to smile. Like you bite on that pencil and you make mm -hmm. your mouth to, to a smile face. It's not just that your physical, um, your physical, you can say your physical well-being responds to your emotions. It's also the other way around. Right. There's actually been scientific studies about that where they told, I think it was actually people with depression, but I'm, I don't want to say anything wrong here now. I'm not quite sure anymore. But where they had people who were obviously in a bad mood, just stand up straight with their shoulders back and smile. Right. And it's they, like they, the, they, um, oh, the Superman pose. Yeah, you can say the Superman pose. And they then measured their, I think it was dopamine or serotonin, one of those chemicals. And they actually had a higher level of these chemicals, just mm -hmm. like if they were taking antidepressiva. Or what is it called? Antidepressants. Sorry, <laughs> wrong word. That's okay. Um, in German, it's antidepressiva. That's why. <laughs> so if you, if you think about that, how simple it is. But sometimes even now that I'm at this stage where I would... Yeah, where I would say I'm pretty advanced when it comes to manifesting. Even now that I have sometimes some, yeah, an hour where I feel really down and I know what to do. I know it exactly. But then this old survival pattern kicks in and says like, oh, come on. These negative emotions, they're so familiar. Stay there and then get angry at this and get angry at that. Mm -hmm. Which is crazy when you think about it because everybody knows you can do it. You can snap yourself out of it. You just have to do it. There's so many different ways. Or just, just dancing around a little bit, being silly. It's all about doing these things. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. I would say, I would caution though to say that it works for everyone. Mm, I would, I mean, I would say it works for everyone. It only depends on the time frame. Because for me, it wasn't an overnight thing. Mm -hmm. It's just most people, they don't stick with it. That's at least what, what, what I see. They then do it a couple of days or even weeks, don't see that much improvement, then they give up. But if you continue to do it, if you continue to program your mind to this new reality in which you are this person, this life-affirming person, something will happen. I truly believe it. I've seen it with so many coaching clients of mine who had all kinds of issues, trauma, divorce, you name it, everything. But if you stick with it, things will change. And the amazing thing is once your vibration changes, and even if you don't actively manifest, 
then these synchronicities will happen and then these amazing things will happen. And this works in the same way as the negative spiral that I just described, mm -hmm. but in the positive way. So then you see your first manifestation and go like, hey, wow, how did this happen? That's amazing. I mean, I just recently had a, had a coaching client who was working on a business and nothing was working for years and years. And then she was working on her vibration and then boom, an opportunity that she had never had before. And she was like, how is that possible? And I'm like, yep, now it's getting started and now continue. Because then people get this motivation when the first couple of things happen, even if it's small things. I mean, for me in the beginning, when I started to manifest money, the first couple of dollars that I made more um, than the previous month, I celebrated that as if it was thousands of dollars. But what right. often happens is, for example, when the person says, okay, I'm earning thousand dollars right now per month, I want to make 3000 and then they make 1500 and instead of celebrating that small success, they go, oh, when will I achieve the 3000 Right. And get themselves back into this, into this stage. The same is true, for example, let's go back to this example of raising a vibration. If you're a very negative person, if you have been living in these states of depression, then it takes a while because your whole life you've been that person. It takes a, it takes a while to reprogram that. It can't happen from one day to the, to the other. For me, it took months of deliberate work energy healing, therapy, and working on myself every day until I got there. It's just that most people are not willing to do this and they give up way too early because then they feel better. Let's say they feel better 10% of the day than before. But instead of focusing on those 10% and seeing the progress and continuing, their negative mind that they've learned all their life continues to focus on these 90%. And sometimes it's even when just 5% is left, like for example, your day is perfect, but then your cup of coffee falls to the floor and you go like, oh, damn it, screw that. That's why I just used the example. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking coffee out of my new cup. <laughs> for example, and then you only focus on that. So I, I, I truly believe that it's possible for everyone. I, I really believe it. Okay. Um, so one of my issues, one of the things that I have an issue with, I guess, that really makes me uncomfortable with the law of attraction and the way that I have um, not necessarily experienced it, but heard about it or learned about it or seen it from other people, is how it can lean towards the idea of blaming the victim. Um, how some people that I have seen who practice or use the law of attraction, say that every single thing that happens in your life, good or bad, is your own fault. How would you approach that? Because the issue, okay, so I take this part personally because I have a history of trauma at the hands of another person as a child, like a young child that has no control, <clears throat> excuse me, um, that would have no control over the situation right? So the way that I understand the law of attraction, or that I used to understand the law of attraction, is that even as a child, the law of attraction is working, and my vibration, to use the, the words that you're using to keep the conversation sort of on the same level, um, my vibration would have attracted that trauma. Or am I, am I missing something or am I just misunderstanding or is it just somebody else's version of the law of attraction? Because that leans for me towards blaming the victim when the victim really had no control. 
That's a very, very good point. And that's something that I still struggle with. Or let's say I've asked myself the same question when it came to my heart condition, where I asked myself, why me? Mm-hmm. Like I basically got that already, you can say while I was conceived or while I was growing in my mother's belly, basically. Right. Um, it was from birth. And I asked myself, okay, it can't really be the law of attraction, but what's going on here? Um, or other things when, for example, ex- let's say extreme examples uh, with women getting abused by other men in, let's say, a sensual way. I don't know if I can use the words here otherwise with YouTube. Um, no, you're you fine. Get, you, get, you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. And all these kind of things or in war, in war areas, for example, when people lose families and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I ask myself these these questions and I don't take the easy way out that some other law of attraction coaches do and just say like, it's all your fault. That's something that I do not believe. Um, But what gave me a very interesting perspective on that whole thing is actually my family member who is, yeah, I would say an expert when it comes to numerology, which is a totally different subject. But she actually predicted all the things that happened in my life. She predicted them on the month exactly it's really scary and i always said like man it doesn't work come on you and your numbers until i always experienced it and for example with my with my suffering she always said from a young age where i was not spiritual at all she always said that one day you will these experiences will give you a deep understanding of um how did you say it of developing empathy that you can then use to heal other people once you are on this spiritual path, which is basically what I'm doing right now, what I start doing. I think that's just the start right now. And all my life I thought like, it can't be, it's impossible. Mm -hmm. And I definitely also didn't manifest this spiritual path because I was always against it. My my opinion on that is there is a certain life path that people have Mm-hmm. I don't really know if it's from a path past life or if it's from from where it comes. I mean, my my family member, she believes that it's from a past life as far as I'm concerned. I don't know really where it comes from, but everybody has their own unique path um, that they have to go through for certain learning experiences that will then help them to grow. However, I believe that this path can be highly affected with the law of attraction. So okay. no, I, I don't believe that, for example, when a child is abused, that the child, that it's a child's fault. I, I just don't believe it. Mm-hmm. But I, I also would never say that I have all the answers. Right. Of course not. But to give you one example, um, one, of my, one of my coaching clients, and I try to describe it now in a way that I don't reveal any private details, mm-hmm. but she came from an extremely abusive family relationship where she was basically married with a narcissistic husband okay like the worst abuse ever which then on this path the more we worked together led her led her to a career change where she helped people who are exactly in this position that she was in and now she's the happiest that she's ever been and now she also says she would have never become that person if she wouldn't have gone through these things I believe there is a certain um, there is a certain path for you, a certain path that you can take. It's a little bit like 
That's hard to describe, but a little bit like when you, when you walk to a path and then you see two or three different doors mm-hmm. and the law of attraction helps you to go through these doors. It's, it's a little bit like when you, when you see somebody who got abused as a child, who got beaten as a child, some of these people choose to beat their children again and others choose to not beat their children and to maybe even do some charity work in this area. Mm-hmm. that's again your free will and that's a free will that you can attract with the law of attraction and that's what also brings me to this misunderstanding that a lot of people have that law of attraction is only the good thing right it's both okay so i hope i hope that answered the question a little bit <laughs> yeah so i just want to make sure that i understand so you have like the law of attraction and the mm-hmm. manifestation but then mm-hmm. you also have the specific life path that you're mm-hmm. on and they are not necessarily connected, but they can't intertwine. Yeah. So one thing that happens, even if it's bad, could be the result of either a life path or maybe somebody else's actions and not necessarily the law of attraction. Yes. And I think there's okay. also a third point that I didn't mention yet, what I think is the process of random creation. Right. When you don't, when you don't know of the law of attraction, for example, when, when I was at this stage and I was always negative, sometimes a little bit positive, the negative, and you go just bounce, 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 bounce. You go from mm-hmm. one experience to the other. But I believe that often, or also from my experience with coaching clients, often these negative emotions, these things that, that you have from your life path, they then lead you to discovering the law of attraction. And from there, everything changes. Okay. If that makes sense. Because yeah. once you then deliberately create your future, that's a different story. And that's something, of course, unless you reach a certain level of consciousness, certain level of awareness, which let's go back to this example as a little child, which you can't have. Um, you can't do these things consciously and then you create randomly. There was just to, to bring it back. Um, I know I mentioned him a lot here right now, but it just made me made me think of this story that Dr. Joe Dispenza um once shared, in a, in a, I think it was in a workshop with his daughter that she's really good at manifesting. And his daughter actually from a young age decided she wants to be in a music video. And believe it or not, I remember—I don't remember the band name, but she was in a music video. And she manifested all kinds of different things of like, I don't I think she's living somewhere now as an artist or whatever. And with his son, he also shared a story where, I mean, if you grow up with him as a dad, I mean, then you have to get that stuff down. <laughs> so... And all these kind of things that that happened there by consciously creating it. It's just, I think that most people don't have this awareness. I mean, before, just like you said in the beginning, when you ask yourself, or like I also said, what's wrong with me? If I had only, if I had known as a teenager that I can use the law of attraction to design my life, Jesus, I mean, so much suffering that I would have never experienced. I'm 100% certain about that. Mm -hmm. So, as a so what you're saying is like as a child the law of attraction can still be at play just not consciously right it's it's a it's a difficult topic i know it's um i don't have the final answer to that but i think i think if let's say like this i think if you would be a child for example dr joe dispenza's daughter and you learn from a young age about that and you learn everything about it and you know how to use it. Mm-hmm. You have this consciousness, this awareness. Right. Then I think you can even mold your life in this young age. But most people don't have that. Right. Well, what I mean, um, 
is that if you didn't have this awareness? Because I guess I'm just trying to to understand how it would play out. Um, Or maybe I'm just misunderstanding something that you said about if you're a child and you don't have the awareness of the law of attraction, would your vibration still work with the law of attraction to manifest the things around you or is that what you called the um the random creation yeah that's that's what i called the random creation and okay, okay. there's actually i think again a quote from dr joe dispenza where he said with 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 some some client of his or some workshop participant who had a car mm-hmm. crash um, and then he had to go on this journey of healing and i think he said something when you create randomly at some time at some point you bump into something yeah that because makes sense. you always go from Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. And I still know that for myself. I mean, I wasn't bad, 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 bad for a long time. Right. But then in the beginning, um, it's, yeah, it's it's a very interesting topic. But I would, ne- like I said, I would never go in this in this stage, what you just described before as victim blaming, where somebody happens to something and they go like, okay, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's like from a, from a, from an age where another person did it. It's, it's a very tricky subject and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, I don't also I don't have all the answers, but that's how I see it. Okay, um, so I guess then my brain would want to know, like, how do you tell the difference? How would you tell the difference between something that was manifested or something that is part of your life path or something that is a random creation or something that somebody else just happened to do that affected you? Or do you That's never also know? also a very, very good question. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to positive <laughs> manifestation and you actually get exactly what you want, then right. it's easy easy to detect. What I would say, the, the biggest um, sign of that you are not randomly creating, but that you are deliberately creating in a positive way is when, when your world shifts in a sense. When before, for example, let's say you never had any positive coincidences or synchronicities how they're called Mm -hmm. you never had any business opportunities you never had any satisfied customers you had all these negative things in your life and that's then slowly changing and when it comes to negative events um i imagine that would be a little more difficult yeah when it comes to my one of my mentors she always says what's the learning experience here because sometimes we have to, just like this example that I shared before of my of my coaching client who went through all these horrible things and who then discovered her life purpose by going through these things. I think when it comes to seeing if this is something that's on my path, that's leading me to my purpose, you can't know that in the moment. You will only know it afterwards if you look back at it. Because in the moment when I had this spiritual awakening, I mean, now I call it spiritual awakening, Back then I called it, oh, I can finally let go. Oh, I hope I will stop suffering. <laughs> I had mm-hmm. no idea about spirituality back then. So I would have never, I think if you're in this position, in these negative experiences, you would never come up with this idea, oh, that's a part of my life path. This will lead me to that because you don't know the future yet. Mm-hmm. But when you then look back and you have certain events in your life, and maybe you also have that in your life, where some certain events that led you somewhere, where you go like, huh, interesting yeah that. well it's funny because you say that and I immediately think of how my boyfriend and I got together <laughs> you see I um uh we were in high school and I wrecked my car 
And I totaled it. Like I could not drive it. And that sort of, I found out that he lived near me and that gave me sort of the kick in the butt to ask him to walk home with me. And here we are almost 12 years later. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect story. There you go. You see from something negative, something positive. What's the learning experience here? Why does it happen? A part of the learning experience was as a 17-year-old, make sure that you're driving on the freeway and not following too close. But (laughs) (laughs) And meeting your boyfriend. (laughs) Exactly. Well, this has been great. Um, I want to get some last things here from you really quick. Some final tips you would have for anyone who is new to the law of attraction or if you have anything to say to someone else who maybe has been using it and you might have a new perspective, just some final tips or what you would say to them. Mm -hmm. The final tip that I have is the first for people who are just starting out, just go at it with an open mind because it can be very overwhelming. I mean, when I started out, I also thought like, that doesn't work, that, that, that. And I'm convinced that if I had believed in it earlier, I would have manifested even faster because that was actually holding me back. Mm-hmm. So just, you have, I mean, you have nothing to lose. <laughs> in the worst case, you do it for a couple of weeks and you go like, oh, whatever. <laughs> But that brings me to the second point. Now that I said a couple of weeks, <laughs> stick with it. At least until, and also third point now, um, when these small things happen, Don't ignore them. Don't just look at the big things. Don't just look at the big money and the big loving relationship. It might be that some small things happen, that somebody's nicer to you than before, that some some things happen in your life that are very, very small, but they show you that you're on the right path and then just continue on this path. And when you are then on this path where you see those, those first results, Don't ask yourself, hey, what kind of other crazy technique can I do again? Just continue what you're doing because you're doing something right. Mm -hmm. Those are great tips. I think those are great tips for basically just everything too. (laughs) Yeah. And that's actually what's so so amazing about it. The law of attraction using it is just like learning a skill. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, I, I don't, I don't like to, to turn it into this mystical thing where you go, oh, namaste, om, 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 and all this kind of stuff. Right. It's just a skill. It's yeah, a skill it's, set that you learn and you, when you practice it, then you will see results. Yeah. It's the same way that I view my witchcraft. You know, people put it behind this curtain of mysticism and secrecy, but it's, you know, nine times out of 10, it's sprinkling something in my coffee, stirring it a certain way and saying a few words. See, it's a practice. I mean, it's not all this skill set. woo that everybody thinks it is. Exactly. And that's and that's why I think when you take this woo a little bit out of it, no matter if it's witchcraft or if it's law of attraction, mm-hmm. then it's also easier for people to try it because otherwise it's too intimidating. Right. Right. That's a great point. So it has been amazing talking to you, Sebastian. Thank you for joining me here today and speaking with me and all of my listeners here, both on YouTube and on the podcast. Um, where can people find you? I know you have a podcast. Do you have any other sort of social media or websites or anything like that? I think the easiest way to find me is really my podcast. I mean, you could go to affirmationtomanifestation.com, but that's also mainly my podcast. <laughs> so the easiest way is to go to iTunes or to any other podcast search engine and just go to 
or type in affirmation to manifestation. Mm -hmm. And there you can then listen to my episodes. And if you want, I also offer Skype manifestation coaching sessions. So if you want to work with me on manifesting and on raising your vibration and on yeah, perfecting this skill set, then you can also book a coaching session with me. Okay. Perfect. For everyone listening or watching on YouTube, I will leave links in the description and in the show notes. And you can check out Sebastian's podcast. Highly recommend it if you are into the law of attraction or want to learn more about it and how to make manifestation work for you. So we will see you next time. And again, thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ground the Cauldron. And I hope you enjoyed this conversation that I had today with Sebastian from his podcast, Affirmation to Manifestation. A big shout out to all of my patrons over on Patreon. And I will talk to you next week.